Welcome to the Million Dollar Body Podcast with your host, Nate Palmer. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Million Dollar Body Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Nate, and today we're talking about the six foods to avoid if you want vibrant health, energy, and the physical confidence that comes with having a, the, the physique that you want especially as you get into your adult years. And the reason um, I've been getting this question a lot is because people keep saying, hey, hey, when I was, when I was younger, when I was in my 20s, I would eat this, these foods. I would eat all this stuff. I'd have pizza, I'd drink bad beer on a, on a weekly basis, and it never affected me, right? I don't know if you can resonate with that, but it certainly becomes more difficult to lose weight when you get into your late 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond, and it never really seems to get any easier, which doesn't seem fair to a lot of us, and so we think like, hey, it's like, well, I don't, well, I see him, and he's eating like all this, you know, quote-unquote bad food, or he eats so much, and he never gains any weight, but what happens is that the effects of the foods that we're going to talk about today's, in today's um, podcast, let me just make sure I have enough juice, is a kind of a cumulative effect that can really impact you on a, as you, as you eat more and more and more of these. Um, and then the foods that I'm going to talk about today are foods that normal Americans consume up to eight times per week. So uh, the normal, like the average American will have eight servings of these foods on a weekly basis, which one serving of these foods is not going to make a break, not going to make a break. Even, even if you're having these every week, you're having one serving, it's not going to really make or break. But once you start having more of them, letting the cumulative effects kind of add up, add, like letting the, the damage of some of these foods become more prevalent, it can be very negative. Okay. And so before we go too much farther into this, I want to clarify, like, I don't think that there are very many foods that are, that are no's, that, are, that, are, that don't have any place in, in a diet. And I don't want people to start adopting the, like, oh, it's a clean food versus a dirty food. This is a good food. This is a bad food. Um, I think that that can sometimes lead to disordered eating, sometimes lead to, like, weird relationships with food. You're like, well, you're having white rice. Isn't that dirty? And you're like, no, it's as, like, almost the most natural carbs you can, carb source that you can actually have. Um, but I think that there are certain foods that we should actually put a, put it like a hard stop on. And the reason I say that is not because I want to limit the amount of fun you have on a in your life but i think that as high performers as people who want more out of life than just average you want more out of life than just mediocrity um this is this is holding yourself to a higher standard and so if the higher standard means you never ever ever eat candy out of a little jar on a receptionist desk again i don't give a shit about that that to me is a huge win because not only is it is it eliminating potentially negative, something like sugar in your life. But it's also reinforcing the fact that you are a health-minded individual and you have high standards for what you put into your body. Not only that is if you say, I don't eat candy, I want to be healthy, and then you follow through with a you know, borderline aggressive stance on candy, specifically the ones that come in the little glass jars as you pass by people's desks on the way to the office, that can be a, a massive win from a mental standpoint. We talked about, we talked with um, um, a lot of people on, the, on this podcast, we talk about self-esteem a lot because it comes down to like, no one's really looking to lose five pounds. We want the self-esteem and the self-confidence that comes from looking and feeling the way we want to feel. So self-esteem comes from daily esteemable actions put into place and then 
keeping our word to ourselves. So if you say, I want to lose weight, then lose the weight because that's how you're, you're going to know that you're serious and you, your word is to be trusted. If you say, I don't want to eat candy and then you don't, you don't eat candy, you're going to grow in your own self-esteem. And I want that for you. You know, I want that, that, like that confidence and growth to come from everywhere. From your, from your diet, from your job, from your family, from your hobbies. I think that everything can lead into a very healthy sense of self-worth, self-confidence, self-esteem, as well as you know, giving you the results physically with, and with your energy that you want. So that's just my little TED Talk preamble here. No, no clean or dirty foods, but, but if you want to hold yourself to a higher standard, I suggest you limit or eliminate these foods completely from your diet. So what foods are they and why should we eliminate them? So the, the big question I got was, hey, like how many times per week can I eat or can I have a soda and still keep my abs or keep losing weight was the question I, that I got most recently. Now I've gotten this question in regard to a lot of different things, whether it's potato chips or French fries or whatever else we're going to talk about today. But I think that's the wrong question to be asking yourself is how many, like, how, like what's my, what's the minimum dose that I can have, like that I can get away with, um, especially when it comes to something like this. And obviously if you love soda, if you love having a root beer, if you, that's like part of your like ritual, I think you should be able to work that in, but not with all these foods. I think that you should at least have a hard line on some, on some of these foods, especially if it's like, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. And that's why I had three Sprites. I had, you know, I have a Coke every single day. Eh. That's like, you don't need that. You need to cut that out. Okay, so but so getting into the six foods, the number one food that should be eliminated by pretty much everyone, and that's never going to happen, which is why you should buy stock in Coca-Cola, is soda and high sugar energy drinks. It's a big shock, right? Well, here's why you need to cut soda out permanently. Number one, it's a liver bomb. When your body gets a large dose of fructose, it gets sent to the liver, which actually is going to turn the majority of it into fat, especially because you overload the liver with that sugar. When your sugar can't process it into, into glycogen, into muscle glucose, it starts just shuttling it away to fat. So when you give your body a massive dose of sugar right off the bat like that, especially when you're having it like a soda with nothing else, no fiber in it, no thing to slow digestion, you just drop a bomb on your liver and you say, deal with that shit. And then as your body's like, great, we'll put, we'll put that right in your pooch, right in, the, right in that lower belly. You wanna lose your lower belly fat? Stop drinking soda. You got to, you got to. This is, goes for like high sugar Red Bulls, um, the rain energy drinks, monsters, all of those, anything with, with sugar on the back, just ditch that. If, you have, if you're drinking something that has more than five grams of sugar, you should probably stop. And I'm looking at you, the person who drinks kombucha as well. It's not a health drink. It's got a lot of sugar in it. This, the, that gut bomb can lead to increased visceral fat. Um, there's been several studies that have shown increased fructose consumption and I'm not even talking about high fructose corn syrup here. I'm talking about fructose in general, which is just you know, another name for sugar. This leads to more visceral fat, which is the fat that sits around your organs underneath your muscles and gives that protruding look. So not the stuff you can pinch with your fingers, but actually the deeper, more dangerous fats, which starts actually creating inflammation-causing chemicals in your body. Third reason. Hormone disruption. High fructose consumption is linked to insulin resistance, which is a stepping stone on the way to diabetes, heart disease, anything like cancer, Alzheimer's, all those things are super negative. Um, cancer feeds off of, of high sugar cells like fructose. Soda is also an empty calorie. 
there's no other nutritional value to soda. There's nothing in there that you can't get from a teaspoon of table salt <laughs> or just, you know, there's no, there's nothing else in there that you want to, that you want to eat. And then the caffeine, I look, I think, I know a lot of us drink soda for caffeine, but you can get that from other places, including caffeine tablets, which are just a innocuous tablet that you can buy on Amazon for like $3. So cheap, no nutrition to it at all, no sugar. So if you want to be lean, if you want to have energy, even though soda can feel like a, a quick pick me up in the afternoon or an energy drink, something like that, you need to ditch this right away. Okay, so what's the, what's the, what's the line, right? How many, how many grams of sugar can you have? Well, when you're drinking your calories, avoid any, any, any extra calories, any extra sugar. If we have to put a number on it, let's say five grams. Don't have any more than five grams, that's too much. Okay, so especially when you're talking about a can of Coke being 20, 24 grams of sugar, that is such a negative way to, to negative thing to do to your body. And it's just gonna put you in a worse place. It takes a while to come back from that. Especially if you, as you start getting older, the more of this you do, the more cumulative effects it has, the more belly fat you grow, the more easy it is to grow belly fat. It's all bad. Soda, number one, get that shit out of here. Number two, candy. Obvious, right? All candy is just is simple sugars packaged in different ways. The real reason we need to talk about this though is because you can just grab small handfuls of it and we don't think it affects us. So the one, the real big thing here is that snacking, especially when it's a candy like this, it causes fat gain. When you're grabbing a handful of candy or something like that, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but over time it, it gives your body the signal to stop, drop, shut them down, open up shop or store fat. I don't know. I think DMX wrote a song about this. So the majority of the time, we don't even want that candy. We're not even like, mm, you know what sounds good right now? Hot tamales. No one's ever said that before because the hot tamales are gross. But when it's mindless eating, when you just see it out there, someone's got a little chocolate, we just grab it and pop it in our mouth. We didn't want it. We weren't hungry. So, so a great rule here is just be like, I don't eat candy. Candy gives me a headache. And if you say that to yourself enough times, you'll stop wanting candy. And when someone's like, hey, you want some, some candy? Have some candy. You're like, no, I don't eat candy. Candy gives me a headache. Even if it doesn't, if it did, would that be a bad thing? Would it? I don't think so. Don't eat candy. You're not a child. Number three, and this is one that, that is maybe a little bit more real, hits home for a little, for more, more of us, is fancy coffee. Okay, so this is a really broad category that anyone's ever joined a Starbucks reward program will probably argue with, but let me just make it a little easier. Any, any coffee with sugar, pumps of anything, caramel or that has chino as a suffix is a primary offender in this category here's why most good delicious high calorie coffee beverages are going to be somewhere between three and eight hundred calories of sugar and fat okay and we'll talk a little bit more about why sugar and fat is kind of the like the gateway drug to our body being like let's let's have more of it and let's store as much fat as possible so even just a grande drink, which is like, that's medium, grande's medium. It means big, but it's medium. Even just a grande drink is gonna have 300 to 800 calories in it. So you need, to, you need to get rid of anything with that excess calories, right? So if we're trying to eliminate drinking our calories and instead giving our, our body a chance to digest normally, rather than dropping that gut bomb on us, try to avoid drinking coffee with sweeteners in it, okay? And I, I know some people will be like, well, I just have like a little bit of like, I have a little, you know, a little creamer in there or something like that. Well, I mean, how, how good do you want to be, right? You can have that. If that's, if that's like your thing, your one thing of the day, I'm not going to begrudge you that. Like I said, there's no essentially bad, like there's no just like 
bad, bad foods that you can never have again. But where do you want to put your where do you want to put your attention? Do you want to be constantly battling against these little stones you're putting in like the negative category in the belly fat category, or do you just want to cut it and just move on with your life? Up to you. I can't tell you what to do. I mean, I've tried. I try all the time, and it never works. So, number two, sugar, fat, and salt. The majority of these the calories in this drink come from sugar and fats, which and you add in the salt, like a salted caramel, mocha, macchiato, whatever you want to call it. And you got a perfect treat that's designed to stimulate the pleasure centers of your brain to create an addictive response similar to like, you know, they've compared it to like opium or cocaine. And, and you, after a while, even just seeing that cute little white cup with the green lady on it, it's going to, going to trigger your brain to start craving those things. So you're training yourself, you're giving yourself a Pavlovian response to Starbucks, being like, I just pull in here. When in fact, you don't need to, it's three in the afternoon, you don't need to come a macchiato, just keep driving, you have some water to be fine. A lot of times also when you start feeling those cravings kick in, it's probably because you're dehydrated. Dehydrated is a hard word for me to say, guys. Just wanna share that. Food number three, French fries. I'm on team no fries, get that out of here. So. If you're seeing a theme here, all of these are like common foods that we, we know and we love, right? We also, we also know, like I don't need to tell you that, that caramel macchiato and french fries aren't good for you. This is common knowledge. What I'm trying to impress on you right now is that these foods are more negative than you think and they add up over time. They're cumulative, okay? So french fries, they have high fat content. I know, I was surprised too, because they fried in oil, right? Even with the popularity of the keto diet where fat is embraced, it's still not ideal to be eating a massive quantity of fat at every meal. And also, on top of that, there's different types of fats, right? So having like a fat from a delicious um, like non-farmed salmon is going to be way different from having the fat that comes from your fries being fried in like weak old vegetable oil, right? They also have a high carb content because they're from potatoes. And so there's nothing wrong with potatoes, but when they when they're combined with that oil and then heated up, you take out the majority of like the hydration potatoes and you take out the healthy healthy fiber elements and you replace them with low quality fats, salt, and then even McDonald's will actually sprinkle a little bit of sugar on their fries, which is why they're so good. They create that, again that that chemical response in our brain to sugar, fat, and salt. Guys, and this is not your fault either. Um, food scientists and McDonald's, other food corporations have spent millions of dollars researching, testing, figuring out what precise combinations really hit you, really hit those pleasure centers. So you don't want to just have like a French fry where you're like, mm. have you ever had like a French fry before? I haven't. I go five deep. Um, I don't enjoy that. I have them two bites and they're gone. And that's how they're designed to be because of the way they look, feel, smell, and taste. It's all designed. You're, you're being played. If you eat French fries five at a time, you're getting played. That's just how it is. So the other thing to think about here, okay, and this is going to apply to a lot of the next few foods we talk about, is carbs plus fats together signal fat gain in your body. I've, I've talked about a lot about this. Your body's a chemical, a chemical lab. It's not a, it's not a math equation. So there's a lot of levers, knobs, beakers, and stuff like that, where you pull one lever and this stuff starts happening over here. It's not like, it's not as easy as just calories in versus calories out. When you put in carbohydrates and fats, you signal to your body, you pull the lever of store more fat. Carbohydrates is an amplifier. Essentially helps you do more of whatever you're doing. Fats can be held, can be burned off and use as a way to enhance the, your, your thinking, your mental prowess, your 
your concentration, your focus, but when combined with a carbohydrate source, you're actually telling your body, increase the storage of these fats rather than the fat burning mechanism that you get when you combine fats and proteins. So, like in, so in this case, carbohydrates are basically an accelerant to help you accelerate the induction of protein, and, or in this case, it's um, induction of fats into your, into your fat stores versus when you're doing it with a, like a carbohydrate and a fat. So like having you know, regular potatoes with a chicken breast, it's going to help accelerate the induction of protein amino acids into your muscles. Okay, so you're kind of picking. If you wanna, like you can have potatoes, it's no problem, but when you're having the fried French fries, you're signaling to your body to build fat. And it might not be a lot. It might be a small amount, but you do this enough times. You have fries two or three times a week, which is kind of the average for Americans. And you do that for five years, 10 years, two decades. And all of a sudden you have that lower belly fat, that abdominal visceral fat that you cannot lose. And you're like, well, what happened? Well, over the last 20 years, you gained 30 pounds of visceral fat and it's gonna take a while to, to take it off. It's annoying, but that's why we get to get rid of this right now. Or space, say for special occasions, you like duck fat fries? Okay, go ahead, have some. But we need to knock out the McDonald's French fries, French fries with every meal, French fries come with a burger, that sort of thing. Those, if you want to live an above average life, you gotta separate those two. You gotta, you gotta set some boundaries. Also, these French fries, they're fried in incredibly unhealthy oil. They are often cooked in a type of vegetable oil, which could be like a corn, a canola, soybean, or cottonseed oil, which already those oils are um, doing a ton of damage to your body at a cellular level. They're manufactured using a vigorous chemical process that strips away the nutritious elements from the corn, canola, soy, corn, soybean, or cottonseeds. And they produce the oil essentially as a byproduct of breaking down the entire organism. And then you heat it up and use it over and over and over and over and over again to fry food. You trusting a 19-year-old to, like, to, like, to manage your food intake and your quality of the food you're eating? I don't think so. But a lot of times, this can even break down into trans fats, which, is, which will poison your body and cause things like heart disease, visceral belly fat, decreasing your DNA's ability to replicate correctly, which leads to cancer, other diseases, Alzheimer's, early aging, wrinkles. It's just all bad for your body. Fried oils are all bad for your body. Vegetable oils, all bad for your body. Repeat after me, if don't eat carbs and fats together, don't eat French fries, okay? And then here's a fun word. It's acrylamide. It's a chemical that can form during high temperature cooking by combining the sugar from the potatoes with a specific amino acid. So it's gonna be linked to more visceral fat. So that's a byproduct of cooking your French fries in poor conditions. I think we can all agree though that soda, um, French fries and candy are all, and, and like uh, fancy coffees are all not, not great, right? But I'm gonna get you with this one, okay? Number five, pizza. Like fries and let's say bean burritos though, pizza's a comfort food that you find a lot of all, like all over the place. And I'm not gonna say, hey, no pizza ever again, but you gotta limit the intake because Basically, once again, we're talking about carbs and fats signaling fat gain, okay? So you get the carbs from the crust, you get the fats from the cheese, and then there, pizza doesn't generally come with real meat on it. Most of the pizza that we're getting, especially when we're eating out, is going to be a really high fat bastardization of the original meat anyways. You might be saying, well, I cook my pizza at home. No, great, I, I hope you enjoy it. But I also want to help you limit some of the foods that are not serving you and your goals. Again. 
you got to watch out for the foods that are a combination of carbohydrates and fats with no protein. There's really none of those that you can think of that are going to help you be leaner, stronger, think, think better, have more energy. All of those things come with a cost. And what's kind of a bummer is that when you think about the foods like that, most of those foods are delicious. Sorry, more you know. Um, last one though, number six, potato chips. They share a lot in common with French fries in, term of, in terms of general macronutrients. And they're also so available that we often don't even think about it when we're grabbing a bag, having a sandwich, e eating out, whatever else. You know, sometimes we'll be like, oh, I don't want any fries with this. Let me just have chips, something healthy. But again, carbs and fats, the, the oil that they're fried in and the potato signal fat gain. They're telling your body to store fat. So even like the 120 calories that comes in a small bag of potato chips, they're primarily made of carbs and fats. And even if they're baked, even if the Lay's had the baked ones for, for a while, they're unhealthy and they're worth avoiding. They're not nutritious. Everything I named here, basically, we could, we could pretty easily fall into a non-nutritious camp, okay, where the, the nutrient value of the food is very, very low. And I like that's, that's a one way I like of looking about at food rather than being clean versus dirty, yes or no. Is, is it nutritious? Does it serve me? Yes or no. That's a much better way of looking at your food long-term, okay? So those are the foods that I really think that if you, if you took the time to avoid those or cut those out of your life completely, you could start seeing some good progress in your energy, in the physique goals you set for yourself. Obviously, it's still easy and possible to overeat on even healthy foods. You know, you can, like, even though the majority of the food at Chipotle is going to be pretty healthy, you could still overeat and gain weight on an on a all Chipotle diet, which I don't recommend. But if you can cut some of these things out, give yourself a few more hard and fast rules, even if it's just taking two or three of these and being like, I don't eat candy anymore. I don't drink, I don't drink um, sugar. I don't drink calories. That is an awesome first step. So I just wanted to give you the facts, give you some of the information so that you can make your own choices based on your goals and keep moving forward. Um, this, all this information and more actually came out, just re-released my million dollar body or million dollar meal plan uh, 2.0. That just re-released, so if you if you would like a copy of that, um, give me a thumbs up. And I am actually running a special on it right now. It's only seven bucks rather than forty nine, so I can I can point you in the right direction. So drop a thumbs up in the comments. I can set you up with that, and we can walk through it together. I can we can talk a little bit more about how you can use it to fit your goals. Not only is that the consumer guide in it, we also talk a lot about what you should be eating in the morning, what you should be eating at, at lunch to maximize your energy in the back half of the day, how to eat the right dinner to amplify your sleep the AM and PM routines you should do to get more energy. If you listen to the podcast last week, um, then you, you may, have, uh, may have heard some of those techniques already. So this is just combined into a very, very easy place. And right now I got it listed at seven bucks on my website. So if you wanted to check that out, if you want to follow along with some of these six foods. Um, what I would love to see though is what, what if any of these foods do you already avoid? And what foods will you avoid in the future? What, um, what foods do you already avoid of the six? And what foods do you will you avoid in the future based off of some of this information? Or if there's something that I didn't bring up, I'd love to hear about it. What foods, what foods do you avoid currently to make sure that you are in an optimal position physically, mentally, emotionally for your day? So those are the six foods you should avoid. From a physical perspective, I think that you could, obviously we could expand this list to 20, 30, 40 things, but I think that these are the big offenders, the things that are going to slow you down increase visceral fat gain over time, and nobody wants belly fat. That's the number one complaint of people I talk to. And so if you can avoid these things, you know, starting now and avoid them for the next five, 10, 20 years, you're gonna be so far ahead of everyone else. 
as we go through our rest of our lives. And just as a reminder, the, the, the global, the, um, the obesity rate or the, um, the percentage of Americans that are overweight is um, easily um, passing 60% right now. So that's average, guys. It's average to you know, carry several, several tens of thousands of dollars of credit card debt. It's average to not have a fulfilling relationships. It's average not to have a lot, a lot of friends. It's average to be overweight. So I'm, I just wanna ask you, do you want to be average or do you want to be exceptional? Do you wanna push yourself here? So I hope this is helpful for you. Make sure to follow along with the podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, other places where podcasts are, as well as finding us on, on our website, n8trainingsystems.com. And if you want more information, you wanna, you wanna get a little bit deeper into some of the foods you shouldn't be eating that or um, the more AM and PM routines. Make sure you follow along with at the uh, Million Dollar Body Group, which I know a lot of you all listening are a part of. So that if you want to find out more about that, it's on Facebook. Um, you can get there by going to n8trainingsystems.com slash group. And we'd love to see you inside. Hope you guys are having an awesome week. We'll talk to you next week. Be great.